I just want all you right. guys to know I used up all my good banter before you started recording. Boy, oh boy, a regular Staten Island St. Patrick's Day over here. This American Monster. A Monster of the Week actual play from This American Dice. So this is the actually opening scene of the show, like the very first thing that the uh, the audience sees. And um, they see a fit man. Man, can we call him that? He looks young. Maybe he's in his late teens, early 20s. Um, and he's wearing like uh, kind of sports gear. He seems like he's in pretty good shape. He's kind of stretching. He's at the universe, like at a university. There's a few people with books studying and like uh, some girls wave to him and they're like, bye, Chad. And he's like, hey, <laughs> bye, girls. Um, and he kind of stretches and he starts jogging. He's got his headphones in um, and he uh, we we hear some music. I think it, in fact, is. Um Ooh, Lee, would it make sense if it was a uh if it was a version of Sundry's music? Yeah, but like the Lincoln Park cover. Absolutely that was exactly what I was thinking. Is like, yeah, there's a cover there's a rock cover, and like not just a rock cover, but yeah, like a Lincoln Park or Nickelback cover of Sundry's song. So yeah, um, so yeah, that's what's going on. And he's like listening to this and he's kind of nodding his head as he's jogging and we see him jog off campus and we kind of see him jog down some city streets and then we see a lot more trees around and we see a lot more kind of open stuff. And this guy's been jogging for a while. He's very fit. Everything's kind of looking good for this guy. His uh, shirt very clearly says, um, has in big letters, um, UWCF. Um and then we see like another shot of him and the camera changes where it's very shaky and we see it kind of through like uh like bushes and it's kind of following him and following him and this guy's jogging we see another shot of him and he's super into this song and he uh he stops to kind of catch his breath for a minute and he uh and he, he stops he does a few jumping jacks to be like, I can't let the heart rate go down. I can't let the heart rate go down and goes to turn back and go the other way. And he turns back and he just is shocked. And we see the shaky camera scene again. And he screams like, ah, ah, and then the, the camera just leaps out. So I think uh, Ashen Green, he's uh, just got out of the shower. He's, uh, you know, his, his mirror, bathroom mirror is all foggy and stuff, and he's like brushing his hair and stuff. And uh, he's shaving, call away the opposite of what I look like right now. And uh, he gets this like fan, like a uh, stylish, like shirt, kind of like a button up. I don't know what kids wear, but like a pretty fancy thing. And he goes over, he's really happy. Is he dressed for work or is he dressed uh, like a stylish, cool dude? Like a stylish, cool dude. Gotcha. Um, and he takes a lift. He's waiting outside. Gets a lift. Someone picks him up. 
and he's like looking at in his phone and it's nighttime, you know, so he's illuminated by this phone. He's like really excited. And um, then he's at this fancy restaurant. You know, it's fancy because there's a little that little uh, vase with a single flower in it. And he's like waiting and um, the server comes over. He's like all like in a tuxedo, basically. And uh, and it's a, a few like, you know, time passes. Mm-hmm. And the waiter's still there and he's got like a. We see that we see the little basket of we see the little basket of bread is now like empty, and uh, exactly. he, he's drank all his water or whatever. Yeah, and then there's like a, you know, empty wine glass. Like time has passed more, and then he's less and less excited, and he just goes to another uh, image of him, like going back in the uh, Uber ride, just doing the head against the glass, depressed, and he goes in and just. Uh, all of his clothes like he's just got like a like the undershirt left on and he's just logging into um dark blades uh, website we'll cut to like a sleazy smoky bar uh with the sound of country music playing in the background and i'll say the music that's playing in the background is uh, Sundry Charms' hit, his uh, his one hit single, uh, and uh, there's this uh, roughed up guy sitting at the bar by himself, just drinking bourbon, and sort of stay with him for like 20 minutes until he sort of like slumps over his drink and passes out. Okay. And that's so we, charms. So we get another we get another kind of montage of that going on. And then is there a uh, like an alarm that goes off to tell him to go to meet up with everybody else? Uh yeah, he's probably getting a call from uh, from Mr. Welker. Okay. And so he's like, shit. Let's get out of here. So, it's the evening news, and um, popular commentator Shane is interviewing Darkblade69, and he says, And now, with the latest on the earthquake in Chile, we have Darkblade69 from Reddit. Camera pans over. He's this suave-looking man. He's, like, in great shape very sexy, dark and mysterious, and he's like... Isn't it terrible that all of these poor coal miners are trapped in this mine after this earthquake? Darkblade69 says, it's all part of the Illuminati's plot to force clean solar energy down our throats, Shane. What do you mean? And then Uh there's just this applause um... You know, the internet's going crazy. There's like memes being made of him. Wait a minute. And like him owning Shane, you know. Are you insane? And then, like in a dark basement, Dark Blade, uh, like a pudgy, bearded, neck bearded man, like wakes up from his slumber, stretches his arms in the air, and screams, and like looks over at his, his tray next to his bed that is empty and full of crumbs. And he screams, Mom! 
I need more bagel bites. Yeah, I think in I think in Hubert's mind, he's like like Shane is like a big deal, but Shane is like just the local news anchor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, yeah, Hubert thinks he's like like screaming at Anderson Cooper, but actually it's just like the local like Channel 7 affiliate guy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, all these memes made too, like all the of like him dabbing, you know. <laughs> They're all of him like, dabbing. Yeah, like cause he beat this guy because he's so great. Yeah, you see, like, the the front door of my residence, which is this nice, like, two-story sort of white picket fence cottage in the suburbs. And uh, it's a it's an armed guard flanked by two uh, associates in suits on each side of him. He comes up to the door in sunglasses, and he knocks, and, like, the door opens slowly, and there's nobody there. But then he looks down, and it's this, like, it's this 13-year-old girl named Tara. And she's, like, she's, like, she rolls her eyes. He's, like, Dad! People from work again. And so uh, Mr. Wilker comes downstairs and he says, Now, Tara, what did I tell you about answering the door without mommy and daddy's permission? Uh, it, it's, it's a dangerous world out there sometimes. She's like, whatever, dad. And she like goes off. And the agent's like, Mr. Wilker, it's against protocol. Uh, you knew we were coming. Uh, only you, This is a your eyes only package, Mr. Wilker says. Oh, so sorry. It, it won't happen again. They're just so unruly at this age. Um, but but thank you. I I appreciate uh, the company's time. And I'll take the package. And I, I think the guy who uh, who hands it to you is like, you do have to sign for it. Oh, of course, of course. All all by the book. Very very much by procedure. Naturally. Okay. He'll hold up like a retina scanner, and I'll like put one eye in, then the other eye in. Um, the retinal scan is, I think, just as like a person involved in this stuff, the retinal scan is so that they can check that it's really you. And then the signing thing is just for like legal purposes. Like, yeah, oh, and then he signed it. Company paperwork. I yeah, exactly. Like it's great. literally exactly that. And so you get this box and you open it up and it's exactly that. It's just a new smartphone. And basically it's just a secure line to the company. Um. And it's basically it's basically a smartphone laptop kind of thing that you can easily use. We'd have commercials. Then when we'd come back, um, we'd see a newscaster, and that newscaster is, of course, Shane Meridu. <laughs> Thanks, Debbie. Sad news. Earlier in Caniola City Park, police found the remains of 20-year-old Chad Barker. Barker was a student at the University of West Central Florida studying business. Reports suggest he was attacked by a large animal, perhaps a coyote, or a large dog that has gone feral. But unfortunately for Chad Barker's parents, this will be their last homecoming. All right. There it is. There's that so there's our there's our hook of our exciting incident that a a University of West Central Florida uh, student Chad Barker has been killed in the Caniola City Park. So we then meet all of the characters together, all of our PCs together, and of course you guys are where I'm going to go ahead and say at the Pancake House, based on what Carl had said in our. The pancake. previous so yeah pancake international, international house of pain international house of pancakes yeah 
All right. All right. So we hear um we hear some kind of generic music in the background. We see a guy talking to a a waitress who's like looks skinny and tired, very uh, Waffle House kind of a thing, and she's she's talking to him and writing stuff down. And uh, there's a there's a bigger guy, kind of in the back, and he's working kind of a griddle of hash browns and eggs and that kind of stuff, and a bunch of pancakes. And she comes up to you guys, and we see all of the characters together, and she's like, "What do y'all have, honey?" Uh, just a black coffee. You don't mind if I smoke, do you? Uh, uh, so long as it's outside, honey, you can do whatever you want. You got ashtrays built into the table. Yeah, listen, listen, the, uh, the laws change. The ashtrays don't come out of the table till the table breaks. Fair enough. And, uh, and she, oh, she looks at Sundry and she goes, wait a second. I know you. In another life, lady. Hmm. Well, you know what? If you want a cigarette, about 35 minutes, I'll have to have a cigarette break. I always hate to smoke alone. Sundry will look her up and down. And I feel like, again, she looks like the a quintessential super tired, ultra, like skinny uh, Waffle House waitress. And she just Perfect. looks at you and goes like, your eyes remind me of my daughter's eyes. <laughs> which of course is the sexiest thing you can say to anybody yeah, but yeah. one time i was at a waffle house and a, a waitress <laughs> did hit on ryan hall by saying that exact thing nice <laughs> your he'll eyes say, remind me of my daughter's eyes and so that reminds me of a song oh i do know you Ooh. anyway and she fans herself mr Mr. Walker will break in here and say, yes, as, as charmed as Mr. Charms would be to make your acquaintance, ma'am, this is a business meeting. I, I'm afraid we will uh, we will need some modicum of privacy. Yeah, just a pecan pie for the time being. Oh, my apologies. All right. Well, anybody needs uh, freshened up on Walters or, uh, or coffee, let me know. And my accent might have slipped into the southern way of saying coffee, but anyway. Coffee. Yeah, I'm trying to anyway, but yeah, so she she leaves you guys alone. And as she leaves, uh Mr. Welker would say, Now Mr. Charms, remember you it'd be best if we kept a somewhat low profile for your new line of work. Easier said than done. So it seems. And he'll look around and say, I I wonder, I was not familiar with your music before. Uh although I, I think uh my daughter Tara has just started listening to your what was it? Your 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 third album called? Oh, uh, Newtown Lane. Ah, uh, yes, Newtown Lane. Some real bopping hits on that one. Um, yeah, after Lincoln Park got all of it. <laughs> oh, and then Mr. Wilson, like, apparently remember that he's only heard the Lincoln Park version of your song. <laughs> yeah, him and everyone else. <laughs> I think Ashton, instead of uh, ordering anything, he's got like a little brown bag lunch that he takes out. It's like a cheese sandwich. <laughs> All of you have, or at least certainly Mr. Welker, or maybe one of you in particular, if you think that would be more interesting, has heard this news story, and this has piqued your interest. It's Wait, a city... Sorry. Go. Can I comment on the cheese sandwich real quick? Go ahead. So, uh, Sundry, I'll lean over to Ashton and say, so, uh, who cut the cheese? And then I'll say give the dad joke and then he'll give him a long lingering look 
And he kind of just looks at him and just like, oh, it's a it's a craft single. They're they're cut like when you buy them. Okay, son. Okay. Well, there we go. He just slowly takes a bite. Yeah. That's character development, baby. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna change my highlighted thing. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I thought this is where uh, Alex would be like, oh, you're single too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah um okay well again you yeah grip it and rip it baby the um this is where again you guys have heard of this at least one of you if not all of you have already heard this news story and it's raised a red flag in your minds as you are now all like oh yeah monsters might really be a thing i mean we saw a gill man and we took its eggs and we gave it to this to lore to the lore corporation so y'all um, see that news story reminds me of that gill man oh there we go <laughs> so you know what i'm saying are what's the pretext for this meeting like do we mean every week did i get like word that this was like our new mission so here's i'm court, court ordered to meet with mr welker here oh he's your uh He's, he's your, like, uh, sponsor. Um, he's yeah. more than my sponsor. He's my friend. There, nice. So that's why we can't have a romantic relationship together no more. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think actually that essentially, Carl, your character is the one who kind of dictates that stuff. Okay, I, imagine that, I imagine that the company has kind of given you reign to be like, keep this kind of shit on your radar, like, like if there's things that are suspicious, look into them. And it, hopefully if you find something that would be supernatural or paranormal or the cryptozoological, get into it. And if it's some kind of creature or some kind of object or artifact or whatever, get it to us. Got it. And all right. So then Mr. Uh, Mr. Walker will address the team says, all right, team. I'm sure you've all heard the news of the unexplained potentially dog. And he rolls his eyes attack in the park. Um, given the recent uptick in paranatural activity, I think it's prudent to say that this could be right up our alley. And, and as you'll remember, uh, I was clued into the existence of the Gill Man in a similar fashion, uh, with the unexplained um, unexplained gash marks in in water adjacent areas. Now, uh, Mr. Walker, you remind me remind me who you work for again? Uh, we, Mr. Charms, work for. Lorecorp. Lorecorp like the Band-Aid manufacturer? Not like the Band-Aid man. Although, come to think of it, they have diversified a great deal in recent years. Yeah, and we see uh, in the background on a TV that's like, <laughs> ouch, mommy, I got a boo-boo. And, and the mom's like, like, here you go, baby. Now, with um, with 50% less less sticky adhesive, but 50% stronger adhesive. Ouchless, ouchless bandages. And uh, you're like, you look at that and you know, oh, yeah, that's a Lore Corporation subsidiary. Yeah, my wife and I used to put those band-aids on our son. <laughs> when you would beat him up? <laughs> <laughs> no, he's just like giving, giving Ashton some side eyes. I'll say, yes, it's our preferred brand as well. Lore Before we gave him up, the forward troubles came. Oh, yeah, those are pretty expensive. I just go to the dollar store. Well, there's now, little Lorecorp can't do, and we are going to do our part to make sure they can do even more. 
But what? But how are those two things related? Uh, well, you know, Lorecorp is is dedicated to improving mankind across every possible field. We're like the we're Procter and Gamble plus uh, supernatural protection. Just everything you can think of, Lorecorp's got it, and great benefits to boot. There's nothing not to like. Yeah, and now you're me, one of us. Uh, something Ronald Reagan used to say. He said, uh, "There's nothing more troubling." Then the government showing up and saying, hi, we're the government. We're here to help. That sort of sounds like Lorecorp. Ah, uh, but now you are Lorecorp too, Mr. Charms. Well, fuck. <laughs> I'm sure you will find it's not nearly that unpalatable. We are going to do good work for good people. Well, I'll tell you what, Mr. Welker. I sure shit don't trust Lorecorp, but I trust you. I appreciate that, Mr. Charms. And seeing as we are all now in the closest confidence... I trust you as well. And we will need that trust on our upcoming mission. Uh, I have reason to believe that this pattern, this attack, is actually similar to three other attacks that have occurred in the last few weeks that didn't get nearly as much media attention. You know, like bring up his new like phone tablet thing. Ooh, actually, on a map. so would you want to roll, I guess, investigate a mystery if you're really trying to look at the same kind of stuff, these patterns in between what you're seeing? Like, are there other patterns of what we've seen before? Sounds good. All right. So if there's a sharp rule, I take it. Got it. Well, I rolled a six. Roll the six. Well, that's not good. No, it's not. Um, is Was anybody perhaps helping him? And if so, how? Well, let, let me rephrase this. Carl, what was your game plan for how you were investigating this and looking into this stuff? I assume you heard this story earlier. So I was briefed on like a potential thing. So I heard it on the news like everybody else. And then I was sort of given extra information by Lorecorp saying like, oh, like we think this could be something you should look into. Now I did my own research and I found like, oh, there's been these other cases of people in uh, maybe in like the same park, but with different, um, but with different like uh, animal attacks, like, like different kinds of animals are attacking right, them. Like different like sort of attack patterns. So like a mongoose, snake on. maybe. Okay. And there, so it's unclear why those weren't reported on, but like I think I have a hunch that like this isn't the first time. If we can like put those together, we can get more of an idea where it's coming from. Gotcha. And just to move things along, is there anybody who has was maybe helping you with that? Perhaps Alex, maybe it you were helping Alex, him? For sure. Uh, or rather, Mr. Blade. Yeah, Dark Blade 69. Maybe you were helping uh, Mr. Welker with that situation? Uh, helps. You mean, did all the work? <laughs> yes, your expertise was invaluable, Mr. Blade. Can't expect the government to figure this stuff out, can you? Um, especially when it's obviously easy and really obvious and easy. All right. So uh, Darkblade69, go ahead and roll either plus cool or plus sharp. We'll just have you basically help out, but with whatever is your preferred stat. Uh, I am rolling 2d6. 2d6 plus whatever your sharp or cool stat is, whichever is higher. I got an 8. You got an 8. That's pretty good. So that definitely helps. <laughs> of course. So I'm going to answer a question for you just to save time here. That's one of your connect the dot questions, and I'll kind of give this info to... Uh, I'll try to include that info in Carl's stuff. So Carl... Um, this gives you one question to ask, I believe, right? All right. I feel like the most logical thing is, uh, what sort of creature is it? 
Okay. One of the things that you notice is that today is, and I'm going to give you the date for the start of this game. It's March 10th. March All right. Meaning 10. last night was a full moon. <sighs> yes, that is the sound of a full moon arising. So um, what kind of creature is it? So, it's a werewolf. It's so, a werewolf, guys. Yeah, so so Darkblade69 is like, oh, we got a werewolf up in here, motherfuckers. And uh, is very, very excited. Um, and you can pull up some information. I think, Carl, like the moment you, you bring this up, Darkblade kind of brings up that it's a, it's it was a full moon. This is a werewolf. Look at how this person this person was attacked by this crazy like large animal. They even suggested it was like a large dog. Um, but then um, Carl, Mister Welker, goes back through some other reports, and while they weren't reported on in the news, there are some police reports that suggest um, previous uh, animal mutilations out in the countryside that don't fall on a full moon, mm. um, including one that happened uh, just on the 2nd, on March 2nd. Yeah, so you guys know there was an attack in the city park, <clears throat> the Can the Canaiola City Park, and um, which is near the University of West Central Florida. And, um, oh, Carl, you can actually tell where some of these reports about, like, animal mutilations were. They were from the nearby township or town of Dreefield, which yeah. is kind of like a more um, country town of, like, un this, of this county that's, like, unincorporated. All right. <clears throat> uh so Mr. Welker will uh hmm. So yeah, what's 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 our what's our game plan here? So because I think we wouldn't necessarily sit on the TV show and be like you go here, you go here, you go here. We would instead just all split up and go to those places or if you're just going to one place, we'd just be there with everybody. All right. Um well, the first thing that comes to mind is we could have one of us sent to each of these sites, but some of them are quite cold by now. Um Let's not split up. I don't do well alone. Uh, okay, so... Well, at the moment, I will say you really only have two sites, and that's Kenyola City Park and out in Dreefield. Maybe we should check out the morgue, see if there have been any more victims. All right, how about while, while the site is still at least warm, we could go to the park and see if there's anything we can find out about the surrounding area. Or we could uh, go to the public library and uh, Google this. The government is perfectly competent, but Laurel Corp has talents and technolo technology and expertise that maybe could pick us something they didn't. A lot of learning in books, though. That's true, Mr. Charms. I'm sure uh, Mr. Blade has learned plenty, and his expertise will be invaluable. Uh, uh, Miss, Mr. Welker, uh, he, like, raises his hand. Yes, of course, Mr. Green. Oh, um, you know, um, I don't know if this would be really uh, helpful or not, but... Uh, if you want, I could go to uh, WUCF. Um, you know, maybe I could talk to some of Chad's uh, Chad Baker, right? Chad's Chad, friends. Chad Baker, and, yeah. Yeah, you know, because um, I I like kind of go there technically. Oh, yeah. I'm getting college credit at least, but oh, well, that's that'd be invaluable. 
Good for you, sort of son. Beat, you can sort of beat the uh, beat the ground. I believe the term is. See what comes up. Do you? Want uh, yeah, to... I can beat. I can beat anything you want. I could. I could go with him. You know. That'd be perfect. It'd be a chance for you two to bond uh, professionally. Yeah. You know, man to man. Yes, and like this starry-eyed, loving look in Mr. Walker's <laughs> eyes. That would be beautiful. All right. So those two are maybe going to go to uh, UWCF. All right, and I'll, I'll say, Mr. Blade, come with me. We'll be going to the park. I hope you have your thinking cap on this morning. Okay. <laughs> was that him hitting hit, taking a rip yeah. of a joint it, it, this is a tinfoil hat he's kept in his backpack or his, his waist pouch he's smoking yeah. out of his tinfoil crack pipe thinking cap all right okay. all <laughs> right <laughs> so it's dark blade and um mr welker are headed to caniola city park that's right so um we're heading over there in mr welker's van which has been, as previously been described as um, this unwieldy, large, boxy, uncomfortable van with a good amount of surveillance equipment in it and uh, a monster cage. Not that anyone on the outside would know. All right, so you guys get to this city park, and it's a pretty big city park. It's obviously not like a massive, um, uh, like Central Park kind of situation for sure, but it's pretty big it has um like kind of a uh, like an arboretum gardeny area that includes not just like uh like a small little um like different botanical gardens but also kind of an area that is much more kind of covered by big live oaks that are important to the area and also some kind of scrub palms kind of stuff that are almost the hallmark of a lot of the foliage in uh, in and around Palmetto City, Florida. So, um, Caniola Park is, like I said, pretty big. I'm going to go ahead and throw out that it's uh, like 10 acres. So, pretty big, but not enormous. An acre is about the size of a football field. Uh, I was just about to say, I'm going to need that in football fields. And you yeah, it's me, it's you know? literally ex uh, it's if you include the end zones, it is the size of a football field. Um, are you familiar with this park? My kids and I, my family and I come here on occasion. Ooh, do you? So yeah. here's, what I, here's what I'm imagining. So I'm imagining that the, uh, the University of West Central Florida is not exactly in the downtown area of um, Palmetto City but near it, like near enough where it would be a quick, it would be a bike ride or an incredibly quick, quick car ride to get to downtown uh, Palmetto City. Um, this area is uh, kind of between the two. Okay. So this is kind of the big thing that separates the downtown, downtown area of Palmetto City and the university. And the university is a pretty big state university. Um, so so you what I was trying to say was you taking your kids here wouldn't be crazy. 
Um, oh, gotcha. But if you said you lived in the, it wouldn't be crazy at all. But if you were like, oh, I live in the suburbs, this would be like a place you'd go to rather than, then we just walked over sure. here kind of thing. Sure. My my family and I met an old friend of mine here in the in the park um, just a few months ago. I'll see. Are you familiar with this area, with this area, Mr. Blade? Uh, no, I don't really, I haven't been out. Um, I don't really like do parks. I say that's to each man his own. I'm more of like a lone wolf. Like I don't really just go, you know, out and like with my friends. All right. Well, I certainly hope to change that for you. Well, You'll find that Lorecorp Lore Corp is full of potential friends just waiting to meet you. I've got, I've got, I've got a lot of friends though. I've already, I can't even keep track of my friends right now. Right. So I, I don't know if I really want any more friends. It's probably gonna make my life really difficult. It already is really difficult. I mean, I've got a lot of responsibilities. And I'll say, uh, if you don't mind, a personal note, Mr. Blade, uh, given what I knew about you before we met, uh, you may remember that I was sent to deal with you as a potential threat to the safety of this city. Maybe you might consider that the way you present yourself to the world is um, holding you back. Uh, I was under the impression before we met that you would be a, a, a villainous, uh, potentially menacing person. That's, that's not at all not, true. If that's not all surprising from a lamb like yourself. I I walk the path of of the lone wolf, and the lone wolf doesn't worry about what the lambs think about him. And can you describe what he and, what, what he looks like again? Uh, <laughs> Herbert has um, a neck beard that is very thin. And um, also very thin hair that is all light brown. Um, he has a double chin that puckers out um, in front of his neck beard. And um, he has very oily, greasy hair, thin eyebrows, and um, mousy eyes. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> all right. So, yeah. Um, and that's that's pretty different, especially compared to Mr. Welker, who when we see him and we should have had everybody uh, describe their character a little bit better initially. Uh, that's different from Mr. Welker, because Mr. Welker, how would you describe him, Carl? Oh, he's a very straight laced, fresh faced looking man with glasses um, and like well manicured hair. He wears uh, tailored suits, not like super expensive suits, but clearly they're like business, business formal type stuff. Um, and he does. Uh, when he goes out in missions, he tends to like armor over it, but he's still under it, always dressed like very professionally. Like if you had like business formal for your office wear type thing. Gotcha. Okay. So yeah, so you guys drive around uh, the park, the Caniola City Park, in this van. And it's not hard to find the area where there is like a bunch of police tape and even like a few cops still hanging around. And um, a bunch of them are um a bunch a bunch of the cops that are kind of hanging around are uh maybe like leaning against their cars at this point and um either like 
a few maybe smoking cigarettes or a few are maybe uh, just drinking coffee, kind of hanging around and chatting. So you guys know where the area to look into is. Because this park, again, is pretty big. This is the area where this happened. Okay, so... That's Mr. obvious to anybody who heard the news story. Sure. So Mr. Welker with uh, Mr. Blade in tow will walk right up to the cops um, hanging out by the car and he'll uh, turn one, introduce himself, say, ah, um, Miss Mason, I, we meet again. I'm sure you'll remember. And um, when, when you say that, um, there's like there's like a lady with a cigarette and she like like throws it out and like steps on it and is like, um, oh, hey, and trying to like hold it in and not breathe out a big plume of smoke <laughs> as she's talking to you. And she's like, oh, hey there. It's, it's um, <laughs> Hot. And she just has to give up and be like, and yeah, she just right, breathes out the smoke. I didn't mean to interrupt. And I the other, the other guy just doesn't stop eating like a, uh, he's eating like an egg McMuffin. Say it's fairly early in the morning. And he just, he's just, he's keeps going to town on that son of a bitch. Um, and he like, but yeah, Miss Mason, now I got it. I got one of these beat cops, Miss Mason, uh, Palmetto city police officer, Miss Mason. So, uh, she's like, she's like, oh, uh, hey, uh, Chase, Mr. Welker, but yes, yeah, oh, hey, um, anyway, this area is this area is closed off. What are y'all, uh, what are y'all, are y'all okay? Oh, yeah, we're we're quite well. Um, this is my colleague, Mr. Blade. Uh, and I'll say, well, Lord Corp wanted us to come out here and just take a look around. I'm sure you won't mind. He like flashes like. He'll like show his badge perfunctorily because they already know each other. Sure. So here's here's my thought with this because I know part of your deal is your organization has this pull. I want to just very early on engage your agency move. So we don't fucking forget to do it. So when you deal with the agency requesting, and I see feel like what you requested was for them to ask the police to help like essentially put up with you guys yeah basically i was interpreting it as like i won't i won't see resistance from the police or like over much interference unless i'm like going around killing people or like committing crimes in broad daylight or something like that gotcha easy um she's like she recognizes you and she's like oh all right well yeah mr welker uh yeah sure sorry um hold on let me call over to uh uh detective winters she she radios to him and you hear like you hear what's up and uh she's like oh um one of our uh and she kind of pauses for a minute and she says um outside consultants like questioning you and like looking at you like is that the term i should use you know uh, mr welker will nod vigorously she'll say like one of our outside consultants is here and he'll be like all right we'll tell him Tell him to hold on because uh, I gotta I gotta walk I got I gotta schlep back over there and this is gonna this is gonna take me a minute especially because uh, still haven't worked off uh, still haven't worked off that McGriddle that uh, that Jesse had me that Jesse bought me instead of the McMuffin things just weighing in my stomach like a brick and Jesse is the guy who's eating the McMuffin and is like Mur. and uh, a man comes up. And he is a man in his like 
mid to late forties. Um, he is played by the actor Dean Winters. If you're familiar who, with Dean Winters, you may know him as Dennis Winters. Duffy from Thirty Rock. Oh, the perennial asshole actor. Yes, he was also on um, one of the Law and Orders for a long time. Yeah, yeah, I, I just watched that stuff. So this guy shows up and uh, and he comes up and he's like, "Oh, hey, Detective Sloan Winters," and he burps. He's like, "Sorry about that," and he comes out to shake your hand. And Walker will shake it vigorously. It says, Mr. Winters, uh, this is my new associate, Mr. Blade. He's like, Blade? All right. Well, sounds like a... Oh, Dark so... Blade. And I think I think he was like about to make a joke like this guy sounds like a this guy sounds like a real badass. And then he uh, when you say Dark Blade, he just stops. <laughs> And he looks at uh, he looks at Miss Mason, the uh, or uh, Officer Mason, and he's like, "Anyway, gentlemen, uh, yeah, but so this is this is a crime scene, but um, I guess you're, and maybe this is where he'll kind of expound upon. This is where the audience will learn the relationship between your company and the police. Where he's like, but I guess your uh, uh, your your company's here to provide us outside." assistance with these unsolved cases and this one I don't think uh I don't think you guys will be scratching your heads over too long um well, and he'll bring you to um basically like the crime scene and so he'll have you guys come and he'll be like they already basically collected everything and went over everything with a fine tooth comb so you don't need to worry about like fucking up the crime scene at this point mm -hmm. um and he has you guys come over there and uh, near like a big live oak tree. So they have the equivalent of like a chalk outline where the victim was. And he goes, uh, he's like, our victim was a uh, 19 year old Chad Baker crew, uh, crew huh, team. Young Vic. That's quite a young Vic. And then um, dark blade 69 pulls out of his front pocket, um, a clove cigarette and lights it up. Yeah, and I think this guy just looks at you, and um, and I think yeah, oh, and I I think he just says it's a crime scene, you know. <coughs> yeah, it's bad habit. I know. And um, Mr. Walker would turn to him and say, "Is there anything else that we should know before we uh, are left to investigate the scene, Mr. Winters?" Um, and when you say left to investigate the scene, I think his eyebrow visibly arches and he goes, well, I can tell you all that you need to know. Chad Baker, 19 comes out here dressed in jogging clothes, headphone headphones in plugged into his phone. Witnesses back from the school said that he left for, uh, for some exercise comes out here. Some kind of animal attacks him. Something big, big dog, maybe a big coyote, uh, probably something like that. Honestly, as messy as this was, this seems like more of an animal control thing than something in my department. So, oh, it's an animal, all right, but might be more of the humanoid type of animal. <laughs> <coughs> 
How old? How old does uh, Herbert look? <laughs> Could have been a person. So I mean, because people people are animals too. <laughs> how old does Herbert look? Alex, he's twenty nine years old. He's twenty. Does he look twenty yeah, nine years old? Can you hear me? Yes. Does he look twenty nine or is um, he like? He has the. No, because he's like been inside his whole life, so he could be a lot younger. Okay, I'm so like, yeah, well... he has the cherubic features of a, <laughs> of um a young child. Gotcha. He's like beautiful. He's like, listen, kid. It took me 14 years, but I quit, and you can quit too, especially on especially on those. I mean, cigarettes are a lot harder to quit than candy, so. I'll tell you. I'll tell you this here. Um, that's that's for damn sure. <laughs> I'll tell you this, Mister uh, Mister Welker. Yeah, this is pretty bad. It's pretty grisly. Oh, it's bad. But, but yeah, more likely. I'd say more likely a grizzly, but there aren't bears in this park. Something attacked this kid. Did him real bad, and. Uh, we're going to have to get animal control in here, make sure that they set stuff up, maybe some camp, more cameras, maybe some traps. But honestly, this one doesn't go from red to black. This one goes from red to not our problem. He'll be nodding his head vigorously, acting like he understands what that means. Gotcha. But not understanding at all with squinty eyes. Yeah, so what he just basically means is this will go from an unsolved case Rather than to a solved case, to an un from an unsolved case to a, like they ditch it basically and say like, oh, this isn't our jurisdiction. This isn't actually our problem. <clears throat> All right. Uh, so Mr. Walker will say, uh, that might be Mr. Winters. Uh, if you wouldn't mind, I'm going to confer with uh, Mr. Blade here a moment. And he turns to Mr. Blade and says, um, so given your extensive research on on this subject, and like I just take it for granted that like you know about all cryptozoological things. Uh, what should we be looking for? Like, are there any signs that they may have missed? Anything about the way the way the attack happened? Um, any traces of blood or saliva, prints? Anything uh, that comes to mind? Well, I think it's pretty clear. Is there Austin? Is there a role that I should make? So, fictionally, what are you trying to look for? Looking it up on my phone, going through forums, scrolling through all of like the the gore websites that I yeah dark web gore sites that I like a lot, and um, comparing the gore that I see here to the gore, um, the other gore. Okay, so is this investigate a mystery or is this net friends? Um, investigate a mystery. All right, so in that case, roll plus sharp, I believe. All right, so I got a seven. Got a seven. So you get to ask one of the questions from Investigate a Mystery. Sort of creature is it? Okay, well, you've already answered that it's a werewolf. The problem mm -hmm. is you already know that... What sort of creature is it? Okay, well, I'll just give you some more information. Um, uh, Detective Winters gives you more information from like what the coroner said and just from what they saw when they arrived on the scene and one of the things that they said was that like um, the kids the animal that attacked this kid um, it ripped him apart and his heart was eaten 
And so, right. and he it's specifies, and he specifies eaten, and that's mm-hmm. why he's like, this isn't. This it's a isn't hungry a werewolf. He, he'll spe- again. He'll specify this isn't a perp. This is a. This is an animal. This is a creature, and thus it's not my. This isn't for us. We're just, we're just keeping this scene safe so everything, every T can be crossed and I can be dotted, and then animal control gets their asses in gear. Yeah, it's a hungry werewolf, guys. And, and, I, and it's I think not that... a, a werewolf; it's a werewoman. I think you can tell because all the victims are men, just like, just like the real world. Werewolves have male and female were peoples, and the female ones bring their major life um part of their life cycle is to bring as much misery as possible to human males and that's why she ate the heart and i think uh detective winters kind of says well with the exception of all that werewolf stuff sounds like he's describing my (laughs) ex-wife this guy gets it i'll say well well done mr blade in that case what can we? Is there any behaviors that a hungry werewolf or a sated werewolf would engage in, like where they could go to ground? Are they hiding in particular? Would there be like a good spot for them? I think. I think if you guys keep having this conversation, are you having this conversation around Detective Winters? I wanted it to be like as an aside, but if he's in the conversation, then fuck it. No, if if you have the if you pull one another aside, that's uh, that that's fine. I was gonna have him react if if you weren't, but yeah. No, I know how crazy this sounds. Oh, very much. Uh, what sounds crazy? I, what don't? What are you having a hard time with right now? So I'll say, um, Mr. Blade, where do you think we should look next? If this was a, if this was a hungry werewolf, where might something like that go to ground? Oh, yeah. it's hungry. But surely not anymore. And he'll like gesture to like the crime scene and say, um, "Is a heart sufficient to sate one of these creatures?" Um, one heart's never sufficient to sate one of these werewomen. They won't stop until she has, um, she wants to have a shared bank account. Okay. It's not just the meat and the food they're looking for. It's also financial support because, um, they can't, they can't, uh, werewomen have really terrible credit. All of them do. And, um, they're also really bad drivers. So they need their help um getting getting around town so there it's probably found another victim right now and has seduced him into thinking that he's going that to have children and a happy life with it so i feel like as this shot is going on the camera is slowly zooming in to mr welker's eyes who's suddenly realizing that like half of his job with mr blade will be like parsing out (laughs) what is like cryptozoological knowledge and what is just like his like horrible biases yeah (laughs) uh and he, he says, okay, so that being the case, Mr. Blade, um, where do you think we should employ the considerable resources that you suddenly have at your discretion? Well, um, well, let's check the, the video cameras. But you guys are going to try to maybe look for uh, nearby cameras? 
to see if you can find if you can find people. For the police, though. Yeah. Um, um, I think if you talk to um, Sloan Winters, he'll tell you like um, again. He'll he'll reiterate. We're not looking for a person. We're looking for an animal. All right. He didn't I'll see say, any of these animals. Walker will turn back to Mr. Winters and say, "All right. That being the case, we can still help with that." Uh, Lord Corp has expertise in a lot of different areas. Um, so if this is a large animal we're looking for, and and if there have been any previous attacks, maybe you could give us the details on what sort of animal you're looking at. Um, and we'll, we can just take over from there. And he'll say, like, uh, I mean, we don't have... Hmm. Is Does this seem like another move? Does this seem like you... Oh, this seems like manipulate someone. This move is used when you want someone to do something for you and they don't want to do it. I think this guy's like, uh, like this is this is animal control stuff, basically like, like this is their deal. They'll they'll hand they'll handle this. Um, and I think Detective Winters is kind of trying to tell you like this isn't worth your time or his time. And if you want him to get into this more and get into more of the specifics, he can help you. But you're gonna have to maybe manipulate him. Okay, so I'll say, listen, if you just give us any sort of like the um, any lab work done on like the DNA or the blood work of the victim from the animal that did this, we can get out of your hair, and I can roll charm if that's what you're looking for. Absolutely. I got a two. Got a two. All right. And he basically, and he'll um. He'll look at um, Darkblade. He'll look at Herbert. or H Is it Herbert or Hubert? It's Herbert. It's Herbert. He'll look, he'll look at Herbert. And he'll... Um, he'll look at him coughing on the clove cigarette. And he'll kind of pull you aside and just say... Um, like, like, I don't know about the private field, but in my line there's too many things to look into when you know, when you got, when you know that, uh, that something isn't your problem, you let it go. Honestly, this is some kind of big dog. This poor kid got ripped up. I hate to say it, but you keep looking into this. The only thing you're doing is, uh, is burning through your time and that com and company money. I hope they give you a good per diem, huh? And he kind of hits you on the shoulder, and I think he goes. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, and um, Mr. Walker would be like, ooh, and he like, kind of recoiled the idea of wasting company money. We join um, Sundry Charms and uh, Ashton Green at the campus of the University of West Central Florida. The University of West Central Florida, it's uh, fairly big, it's sprawling, it's made of uh, a lot of kind of like terracotta-esque colors and glass. And uh, we see lots of attractive young people who are doing cool college stuff. There's people playing Frisbee. There's a guy in a poncho playing the guitar. There's a little protest going on where they're like, they're like, stop animal abuse. They're like, that. that's what's going on. It's something very general. 
um, so as not to offend any kind of sponsors in any capacity. Um, no, it's dog fighting or something. Oh yeah, yeah, it, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's something that that no sponsor is like in favor of. They're like, stop dog fighting. Um. So yeah, so then we we get to you guys, and where do we see you guys pull up in this campus as our first shot? Uh, maybe we do. Yeah, and does uh, Sundry Charms have a car or something? Yeah. yeah. How the fuck did you guys get here? Yeah, we took Sundry's uh, Sundry's ride, which is uh, 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 a pimped out Ford truck, and it's got a Hemi. Nice. All right, so you got an awesome truck. Yeah. You showed up. Maybe if you got that as your gear, leave. Go ahead and note that down in that uh, sheet if you get a chance. All right. Okay, so maybe you we guys... pull up in front of the student union or the quad. The quad. Nice. You guys pull up to the quad. And yeah, there's there's somebody there's a few guys out there playing hacky sack. There's that guy playing the guitar off in the distance. There's um, that anti dog fighting protest against whom they're protesting is a mystery. They're just not into dog fighting. Um, uh, so Sundry will lean over to uh, Ashton and be like, "Son, back in my day, I went to UCF, and uh, I thought a diploma from." Uh, you know, uh, UWCF weren't, weren't worth the, you know, the paper was printed on. You know what we used to say about a, a kid who went to this school? We said, um, you want to know the difference between uh, a bucket of shit and uh, a UCWF student? Uh, what? What would you say? Well, the, the bucket. <laughs> Oh, yeah, actually, uh, I applied here, but um, when I was taking the entrance exam, I, like, kind of threw up and had to leave, so I failed, but I, I was probably pretty close, I think. It doesn't, I mean, it doesn't matter, I mean, whatever. Well, don't I'm let, getting the, all don't these let that hold you back, son. That's, uh, this place uh, ain't need you, you know? You got, you got, you got a strong set of shoulders about you. You'll be fine. Yeah, no, I'm not, I guess I'm not technically enrolled in, in any kind of college right now, but I'm getting all these college credits from the lore core. So um, when I do enroll somewhere, I'll be probably ahead of the game my whole lot. You got your whole life ahead of you. You're going to be just fine. There's some cheerleaders that come out onto the quad that are like dancing with somebody in the manatee costume. And they're like, mm -hmm. yeah, the big game is going to happen soon yeah and they're like getting people excited and everybody now and again are taking selfies with the manatee yeah we used to call the girls who were cheerleaders for ucws uh we called them sea cows on account of they were fat and not good looking like a sea cow oh boy that's not uh very pc wow What's the game plan here? What's what's the goal? I know you guys came here. You're trying to find stuff out. What are we trying to figure out at, by coming to this university? You do know Chad Barker, the victim, was a student here at um, the University of West Central Florida. But what else is the game? The game plan here. Tell you what. Awesome. Don't even worry about it because I've got this move. It's called Oops. If I want to stumble across something important... 
Toby <laughs> Genius. That's awesome. I'll be honest with you, Ash. And I just came here because I uh, wanted to spend a little more time with you. You seem like a good guy. Oh yeah. It um, I mean, I was gonna try and blend in. It's gonna be hard having uh, someone quite older than me here, but I think it's still gonna be. I mean, you. Oh, you kind of look like you could be like a professor. Maybe I'm. Oh, okay. Wait, I'm gonna be um. No, this what's, what's uh, your name? this piece of shit school's got so many commute commuters and other people who are like, uh, you know, giving up on their first career. Now they're now they're going back to school. I could be one of them. You know, like I gave yep. up on a okay. successful country music career after uh, committing a terrible crime, and now I'm just uh, trying to recidivate <laughs> and uh, learn about you know like criminal justice reform or something like that. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, so, and I'm gonna I'm gonna be uh okay um. I'm gonna be what's your name? Ebenezer um, Jones and Ebenezer Jones. Oh man, he has a really cool major. It's gonna be um, accounting or women's and I'm studies. Gonna, yeah. Oh yeah, that could be my minor. I like it. Yeah. All right, cool. So wait, what's your name? Me, uh, I'm uh, I'm Sandra Charms. No, 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 Mr. Charms. I mean your student name. Oh, you just can call me. Um... Wade Hammond. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Captain hey, of hey, the football team. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So with oops, you stumble onto something. Um, one of the things that you kind of stumble onto that you had not been aware of, and you're like, oh, I was getting credits here at some point. Maybe I should have been um, aware of this. Or if you hadn't been getting credits here, you're like, oh, maybe this is the kind of reason why I'm not aware of this kind of stuff. And the fact that I'm not getting credits is um, the semester only started fairly recently. Um, they had... Uh, taken a break maybe this university works works on that weird like um where they almost have like a january or february short semester and so then in march it's when their second real semester really starts and um so essentially people just got back from spring break and school had really just started and your wondering how that changed stuff up nearby given that there would be this whole slew of new people near like around so that's something that um old ashton green realizes well you mean abe jones right now yeah abe jones realizes that that wait that just a lot of new people are here it's so essentially it's you didn't just you didn't realize this before but now you're figuring it out and you're looking at stuff and it's like meet and greet such and such new information like there's a lot of stuff that's geared towards new students and you're like oh this is a new semester and there are probably folks who only just started here and so there's a batch of new people that came and also the campus had theoretically been pseudo closed for a little while before this Okay, great. So I think if not closed, then at least slowed down. Sure. So if um, you said, and we're by the there's like cheerleaders or something, we're by like you guys. The, you guys are on the quad. Okay, you're in front of the so in front of the student union. 
So maybe there's one of those like tours of new kids. Uh-huh. Like going Sure. Like the uh, the RA or whatever is one of those idiots is everybody follow everybody follow me all right over here is our student union it was built yeah. in it was renovated uh just recently but originally built in 1998 you know this building yeah, I think, itself i think i wink like really hard at um uh sundry otherwise known as wade and uh just walk into this group and i'm like oh hey ebenezer jones here just a accounting student I have a women's studies minor. Don't worry about me. Just on this tour, we signed up. This is my friend. He's older than me, but he he's coming back, I think. Right? Right, Wade? Hey, y'all. I'm Sunday Charles. Yep. Go by Wade now. We're, we're just uh, we're just two two regular old students just looking around. You had some facts? Some yeah, facts. Just, just trying about to understand those, uh, those football team facts. They're chum. Got any of those? So what are you trying to find? Find out about this Chad guy. Y'all know anything about him? So you're trying to find out about Chad Barker? Yeah. Okay. So sounded like a real football player to me. Yeah. So go ahead and that's another investigative mystery. All right. So two d six. Yeah. Two d six plus sharp. Hmm. Total of eight. Total of eight. All right. So you get to ask one of those questions. Again, the questions are. I got it. Oh, you found it? Okay, good. One of them you said? Yeah, right? You get to ask, investigate a mystery. Yeah, seven and nine, hold one. <laughs> Where did it go? Where did it go? Okay. Um, easy. Uh, you'll hear You'll hear from a few people. I, I guess I'll give you some information about this. Um, that jogging in the park is like a less popular thing to do um only because like the school itself has its own um like they have a they have a gym with all this stuff and um a big uh like indoor court and track and that kind of stuff yeah fancy but, treadmill i see yeah but the uh but there are some people who still do that the only issue is um since the school had essentially been not closed but since classes hadn't been going on for about a week or two things had gotten a lot quieter and uh therefore there probably weren't as many people jogging in the city park or nearby generally because there just hadn't been as many students on campus a new a new semester just began and so new people would be here mm. So maybe there are killers an outsider. Where is it that we then um, have you guys either meet up or the next place that you go and investigate as a crew? Right. As or I, what's as, the next place you variously go to? As far as I remember, you mentioned the end of the town. And the reason we mentioned that town was because... Why again? You had learned that there had been cat like animal mutilations in the nearby township, or it's basically an the unincorporated area within the same county of Dreefield. All right, I'm gonna get on the phone, the regular conventional human phone, and mm -hmm. tell the other half of the team to just meet us there. Or I'll I'll pick I'll come pick them up at the university in the van okay. and we'll all head over there and like like 
sort of uh, examine previous sites because that's the only other lead I'm aware of right now. Sounds good. Is that? Does anybody have any massive problem with that? Uh, and it's the middle of the day right now, right? Yeah, it'll and uh, Dreefield is about like a forty-five minute drive away. Oh, perfect. We can play um, Sundry Charms cassettes. Yeah, uh, CDs. Yeah. <laughs> what is he? A caveman? Yeah. Um, yeah. So we see you guys kind of heading out, and you head away from the city. You kind of pass through, um, like you get on get on the interstate. Um, quickly get out towards uh, much more country stuff. You pass by some kind of uh, planned communities that are off on the the cusps of things, and then you get out into some real like rural territory. You got to take an exit to get onto a county road of this or that, and uh, yeah, there you are in Dreefield. And if the reports that you had heard were correct, there were some. Um, re- police reports that came into the sheriff's station um, that talked about uh, like animal mutilations. And there is indeed a uh, a nearby um, like it's not a sh- it's not a sheriff's office, but it's like an outpost um, like out in this area for like the county sheriff. Great. Okay, I'll just kind of be able to lean on this small-time sheriff to just tell us everything about these cases. Bring the whole crew. All right. So, you uh, you guys meet up. You come out there, and there's probably somebody who's like, uh, maybe a dispatcher, or maybe you even have to call if it's like if nobody's there. Actually, that's the deal. If nobody's there, it says call this number. When you get there, mm-hmm. and you call the you call the phone number. And, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, this guy who's like, hello, uh, 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 Sheriff Brown. Mr. Brown, we're here with Lorcorp. We want to talk to you about, uh, some of your cases. Oh, well, um, well, I mean, I'm out, I'm out on, uh, patrol right now, but, um, uh, where, where, where are y'all? At your office. Oh, oh, yeah, all right. Well, uh, yeah, why don't y'all stay there? Uh, is this an emergency? Oh, it's in the public interest that the it's faster about to we, be. The faster we go, the, the better, more safe the public will be. I'm sorry, I'm sorry there. I, I couldn't hear you. Is this, th- this an emergency? N- no, but we would like to speak to you as soon as possible. No problem. All right, well, hold on one, hold on one bit. We'll, uh... We'll pop out back out. I'll uh, I'll head in your your way in just a little while. Just just give me a moment. I've got a lot of business to take care of. And there's a long. You guys wait for a while. Um, I Man's think you guys head. Business. I think you guys headed out here like earlier in the day, and now it's um, it's approaching sunset when this guy finally shows up. Like this is hours later. And piss on Field. And you know, uh, you know what we used to say about Dreefield's fucking one horse town? We we said nothing. No one gives a fuck about Dreefield. I didn't know it was a town. But yeah, so a guy shows up, he gets out of his uh sheriff's uh squad car, and um 
he looks like Tom Arnold from the late 90s. <laughs> and he's like, oh, hey there, y'all. Sorry to keep you waiting. I was... Uh, had a lot of business to deal with, a lot of a lot of things I had to, a lot of folks I had to talk to. Anyhow, um, why don't y'all uh, why don't y'all come in? And he goes up to the door, he unlocks it, lets you in. He's like, "You want coffee?" Sure, oh, you don't I wouldn't mind. say no to some coffee. Sure thing. Here you go. And he's like, he takes the coffee and he kind of smells it, and he's like, and he kind of does the like, eh, not not too bad. And kind of pours it for everybody, and he's like, "You're probably going to want a lot of this." And he passes over the like sugar, and or some of this, up. and uh, I'll pour some pour some whiskey out of a flask in the lab. <laughs> and he's like, "Well, I hope hope he's not driving. Am I right?" <laughs> Don't worry, I'll be driving. And Mister Wilk will be holding this coffee, but not drinking it because he's just gotten the confirmation that it's not good. Um, and he'll say, uh, "So we wanted to ask you about." your recent uh, animal-related cases. Uh, we think yeah. there might be something we could help you with there. Right. I, uh, I talked to the sheriff. And this I thought, guy... By the I way, thought you were the sheriff. This guy, by the way, I was just going to exactly get into that. There's a picture on the wall, and it is a picture of the actual sheriff. This guy is a sheriff's deputy, though everyone in town very clearly refers to him as Sheriff Brown. Um, a lot of controversy in Drakefield. Yeah. So, uh, this schemes guy, within schemes. Yeah, exactly. This, this game's about the internal politics of Dreefield. Yeah, yeah this is the eight episode arc. The court. Yeah, <laughs> this is, this is a game of games of Dreefield. <laughs> Dreefield of Thrones. Yeah. Um, the he y'all, y'all cousins, you fucking. He, he says, "Hold on," and the coffee pot bursts <laughs> into flames, and he's totally nude in it. <laughs> and he's like, "You guys want to." fuck i don't know (laughs) anyway so yeah this guy uh kind of turns to you and after he's kind of poured himself a big cup of coffee and put an inordinate amount of sugar and like powdered creamer into it is uh like yeah the uh the sheriff told called gave me a call and said that there'd be some folks um from uh from the lore corporation lore company uh looking into some looking into some stuff and that i should give y'all a hand anyway well I'm, i gotta say i don't know what i can help you with nothing this place this is a quiet place honestly barely anything happened since i since i've been on the job and i've been on the job for a while i'll say um i don't mean to be rude sir but that being the case uh you seem very busy today oh yeah well i mean part of it is just i got a big jurisdiction getting from one place to the other is busy enough so you're just oh, driving. From- man's got a big jurisdiction. <laughs> you know uh, what I mean. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Hold on. Let me see. Is there like a read kind of move? Like a read a person? Yeah, I would love to do that. Or manipulate Possibly. someone. There's manipulate someone. So I got, I got, I got a, a play I can play on them. So uh, my question was a read, but I'd be happy to let someone else manipulate. There's no, not specifically read. read a person. There's read a bad situation. Is there read a normal situation? There is not. So here's what I will say. You can read a bad situation because inherently you are looking into a murder or looking into a death that you think is supernatural. 
And we're a bunch of bad dudes. You're bad dudes, and you think that there's something up with this guy. So inherently, almost any situation you're involved in is a bad situation. But what that opens up for all the time is if anybody misses, there's some tough shit. Oh, damn. All right. Want me to roll some sharp up in here? Yes. Boom. 11. 11. That's pretty damn good. So you get three questions. What's my best way in? What's my best way out? Are there any dangers we haven't noticed? What's the biggest threat? What's most vulnerable to me? And what's the best way to protect the victims? Oof. Victims are dead. Yeah, what's the best way to protect the victims, Austin? What's the best way to protect the victims? Resurrect them. Um, okay, so I'll give you some more information with this stuff as you talk to this guy. And he, if you talk to him about these animal mutilations and when people have called him, um, there is a pattern and you guys can spot this pattern. All right. Um, there have been about three of these per month per month. Mm-hmm. For how many months? Um, in the, they've, well, let me rephrase this. Um, there have been not three of these. There've been a few of these. So sometimes, yeah, fuck, sorry. There have been a few of these um, each month for the last about year or so. So often at minimum one per year, or one per year, at minimum one per month, at maximum three per month. But usually only one, maybe two. And it's um, farmers who have cattle that have been getting like... uh, mutilated or farmers who have pigs or somebody's pet gets killed that kind of thing all right i'll ask um let's go go through these are there any dangers we haven't noticed any dangers you haven't noticed up until now um, you can look at a report given by a local rancher, a guy named Jed Stoltzfus, and he's given like several of these reports. And one of the big things is it seems to have been from a large animal. He says a wolf or a coyote or a mountain lion. Um, and one of the big things is he talks about like, like the animal's innards being uh, ripped out and like a lot of it eaten, including including a lot of the organs and the heart. Don't have any mountains in Florida. Florida panther, maybe. Uh, Bobcats? Aren't those mountain lions? No, Florida panther. It's its own thing. Not many of them left. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, Last thing. What is the biggest threat? Um... So probably, probably gators. In this in this situation, um, uh, I'm trying to get I'm trying to get past shitty answers of like if you don't do anything, people that's... will keep. Oh yeah, that that's the deal. Is there seems to be attacks on people or animals? You've only seen one of a person but certainly on animals occurring regularly. Okay. And if you look at them, it has averaged periodically two to three times per month with some of so these animals. 
I'll turn to um, wait. So more frequently than uh, just the around the moon. Yeah, so I'll turn to the rest of the team and say, or all the attacks right around. Yeah, so that's 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 an important thing that you guys realize is that it it cannot possibly be just during the full moon, right? Because it's uh, happening. Jesus, dark times. Time. This ain't even a werewolf. Uh-huh. It's just a regular wolf. And uh, I think Sheriff Dep- Deputy Brown is like werewolf. Oh, oh, you guys. Uh, you look, I hope he's. I hope he's the only one who's been uh, who's been drinking out of that. But uh, yeah. <laughs> This ain't uh this this ain't this ain't anything too crazy. Wolf maybe, but werewolf, and honestly, more like coyote. I ain't seen a wolf around here personally. You know that's too bad, Sheriff, because uh, I'm writing my new album. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but I'm Sundry Charms. Wait a minute, you're Sundry Charms? Yeah, and I, I was like very. I head, was man. looking to tell the story of you know uh, just a down home, uh, salt of the earth. <laughs> You know, uh, sheriff's deputy. Who, I mean, uh, I'm all those. Who, I'm who, all who those. Lived the life of uh, a mundane crime fighting until he came across something weird, and uh, that's the story that I wanted to tell. But seems like it's it's not here. Well, listen, I can I can tell you all kinds. I can tell you all kinds of crazy stories, and he then proceeds to go on this <laughs> litany of like very boring stories of like this lady. Was, right. uh, what I was trying to do is is manipulate him. Yeah, to tell me more. But. Oh no, he'll he'll go into that rant, but um, uh, I'm gonna have you save your uh, I'm gonna have you save your time on that one. Uh, Jed Stoltzfus is the big person he can tell you. Jed Stoltzfus okay. is a rancher who has had the most um complaints about this stuff. Perfect. All right, let's let's head on out there. I think first time. Put down my undrunk coffee. Uh, ask for directions to this place and go. Unless hey, what's your name again? I, I might need some uh, some inspiration for that song. He's like, oh, it's me. I'm De- I'm deputy uh, sheriff's deputy Derek Brown. Hold on, I got I got something for you. And he um he goes and he he gets uh, <laughs> hands you his like, gun. <laughs> yeah, here you go. Here you go. You son of a bitch. And he shoots you in the neck. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sing out of that, you piece of shit. No, he uh he gives you not only his card, but he also gets you like there's a picture of all the deputies like when they graduated whatever police academy, awesome. and he like gets his off the wall and pulls it out of the frame and gives it to you. And he's like, <laughs> and he's like, here you go. You 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 go ahead and take this and remember me. And he writes his phone number on the back. And he's like, well, if you well, thank you, Deputy Brown. You know, as far as I'm concerned, you're the fucking sheriff. He's like, oh, you know what? I mean, oh, sh- oh, hell. I mean, I never ever thought I'd be doing that, but you know, if Sundry Charms thinks I can do it, and he starts like singing oh. like the chorus of your song, <laughs> anyway, and then uh-huh. Andrew, Ashton kind of pops I, in. No, Ash. I think that's when you realize Ashton has is not even in the room. Ten minutes previously. And it's just as uh, what Deputy Brown was like, wait a minute, you're Sundry Charm? And then um, Ashton takes like a quiet step backwards and just like leaves the room and then uh, starts walking out to the, the uncomfortable van and undoes his bike that was on the bike rack in the front. And he takes out his nunchucks and he's like, all right, Jeb Stovis's ranch, I got this. He does like a little thing with his nunchucks and drops them. He's like, oh, fuck. Picks them back up. No, I'm gonna get all this. I'm gonna get all this college credit. 
these people won't have to endanger themselves. I'm the hero. And he starts biking to uh, to someplace scary I love by it. himself. Nice. Does he know where Jed Stoltz's farm is to get there first, or is he going someplace scary nearby? <laughs> oh, uh, well, I assume he's going. Oh, maybe he, as he's riding his bike, he's uh, he's got his um, like ten year old, like really outdated um, smartphone up. And he's oh. just like wobbling and it's like, oh, Stoltz's turn right. Dirt Actually, turn. actually, here, why don't we have you roll and investigate a mystery? Just to let you know, I did that move that tells me to go do something scary by myself. Okay, awesome. Doesn't that give you a ex uh, ex experience point? Yeah, you're gonna be like yeah. level four, and, like by session three. Uh, so you wanted me to investigate a mystery, then? Yes. So that is a whew, seven. Seven. All right. What is your question of the mystery rolls? Yeah, Toronto. Oh man, I want to ask all these. Why didn't I get better? Um, I guess I, I really want to see um, hmm, what sort of creature hat is it. I guess is the most important one possibly. Okay. So you start to notice some stuff as you're driving, uh, driving as you're biking and um, you're kind of looking at some stuff and you eventually get to where you believe the, uh, the Stoltzfus ranch is. And the Stoltzfus ranch is small by ranch standards, but to us folk who don't live in an agricultural world, massive. Um, and one of the things that's annoying about it and that you at first are like, oh, what is this even? It is in direct abutment to a, the state park, the nearby state park. And the nearby state park is actually this huge forest, uh, predominantly of live oak and uh, like scrub palmetto trees and that kind of stuff. And um, Jed Stoltfus, like we said, is the one who had kind of put in most of this information and what was your question again because i lost it i want to make sure for sure i answer it oh uh, what kind of creature is it what kind of creature is it the idea of it being um a wolf or a coyote doesn't quite make sense because when you drive by you see jed stoltfus's cows and a coyote you're like, maybe that could kill one of these cows, but some of these son of a bitches are pretty big. Um, that's kind of nuts. And uh, as you get kind of farther along, you see that there is um, all over Jed Stoltfus's uh, ranch, like significant like barbed wire to the point where an animal would have to like really, really, really um, be able to tunnel under this or leap over it and so you're like you're like this couldn't possibly be a coyote based on what i know about coyotes which is limited but also i don't think this could be a wolf because a wolf is just a huge dog and i don't think a huge dog could jump over this these fences either um he like writes a little note he's like all right possible were mole or were bunny yeah mm -hmm. banicula or 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 were mole I think the thing that kind of sticks into your head is uh, 
you maybe remember growing up with a cat and were always impressed with how crazily high the cat could jump. And then you remember in the very beginning of the conversation, Deputy Derek Brown, Sheriff's Deputy Derek Brown being like, I don't know, it's probably just a panther or something like that. And being like, wait a minute, this could maybe be some kind of cat-like animal. Mm, where but, bobcat? Uh, yeah, some kind of where some kind of bobcat or panther or mountain lion or something like that. Like, if it was a feline and could leap over this fence, that might make more sense to you. So you're pr so you're fairly positive this creature is has the feline jumping abilities or perhaps mole-like burrowing abilities. Ashen is. Um kind of on his phone he's got some internet uh mm -hmm. access it would here. be yeah it's super it's super spotty but you've got it yeah and he's on that site trying to look up like where bobcat stuff like if there's any entries or anything that's that's what we see him doing as the scene leaves him i think and just not, you know not not, yeah just not even looking around at his surroundings just in case anything uh decides to get <laughs> Meanwhile, you guys with uh, sh uh, Deputy Brown, um, do you guys have any other questions for him? Because, yeah, he's he's impressed with sundry charms. He gives sundry charms that picture, but he is like, oh, yeah, it's probably just a some big animal. It happens. Um, I guess the only question I would have is, doesn't he think it's weird that nobody's caught an animal after this many months? Ooh. And he'll, question. And he'll, um... We all have a dinger. Ooh. Um... This game doesn't have a read-a-person type move, right, David? It doesn't look like it. Yeah, to be like, let like, see what this dude's fucking deal is. Maybe it's all just investigate a mystery? Maybe. So I'm gonna just go ahead and give you some information, at least for a minute, about this guy. I feel like there should be more rolls though, so we can get that XP. Yeah, because in investigate, I guess you could manipulate him. I already tried. Yeah, it's gonna be the closest thing to do, right? But yeah, if you've already done it. Yeah, but um, I think the deal here is. Pretty quickly after you real you talk to this guy for a bit, um, I I don't want to deal with this character too much more, so I'll just tell you his spiel. Like you guys are talking to him, and you can tell you tell me how you figure this out. This dude is lazy as fuck. Uh, okay. The deal is this guy likes this job because he essentially is the only sheriff's deputy in this area where nothing happens. And so his job is like, oh, drive around, get coffee, hang out with these people, chat. And um, that's that just be in this area where nothing occurs generally. And he doesn't want that to change. All right. How do you figure that out? Oh, like maybe he like as he's talking about. Uh, well, you know, um, I was just at home, 
uh, watching some TV earlier when I this is this is the deputy says this yeah yeah he said something like oh I was, just, I was just watching TV earlier and I was just got and I was and I paused my show to call my friend and ask like whether Animal Control had any new leads and then I'm like oh wait a minute you said you were like driving all over town nice you were just like <laughs> hanging out at home all yeah. day well I was just at home you know uh, and I paused the show I was watching it was a Jeopardy and uh, I thought I knew the answer but I didn't and I called my friend after I heard you call. And I was trying to see if I knew any uh, animal control stuff to see if there's any leads. Yeah, so I'll be like, hearing that, Mr. Wilkinson, well, thank you for your time. I don't think you could be of any use to us or um, possibly anyone. Goodbye. <laughs> well, well, all right. Well, uh, yeah, you know, the county's got, uh, county's got uh, some animal control folks, but honestly... Folks around here, they know how to deal with animals. Uh, old Jed Stoltz has been dealing with this kind of thing for a while. He's It's it's old news. Ain't nothing new. Uh, it is sometimes... your duty to help the citizens deal with these exact things. I'll say, uh, you would never, you wouldn't last a week at Loracor, sir. Good day. And I think this guy gets kind of like, like angry. And he's like, and he's like, I'm a, he's like, I'm a sheriff's deputy. I'm not the damn dog catcher. Anyway, Mr. Charms, thank you for coming by. I appreciate meeting you. I appreciate meeting you, Mr. Uh... See you later, Sheriff, and uh, thank you for your service. He's like, thank you very much. And he's like, I love that. I love that tribute you did to the firemen and the troops. I wish, uh, I wish the sheriff's deputies had been on there. I know you said police generally, but I, I wish, I wish we'd been included. I hope we were. Well, of course, and I only wish I could done more. And next time. And he, he salutes you weirdly. <laughs> um, Sundra will yeah. tip, tip his non-existent hat. He nods to uh, to Herbert, and he's like, uh, "Mr. Mr. Blade." <laughs> anyway, have 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 a good uh, have a good night. I I gotta get going. Yeah, and at this point, it is nighttime for sure. I guess and, as we're walking out. Um... Sunder so be like, well, y'all seen where Ashton is? Yeah, this is when you guys realize for sure Ashton is not with the group. And this is when we hop back to Ashton. And Ashton is biking and like looking at his phone. And we just see his phone illuminating his face. And um, he's like looking up information about the state park. And um, uh, this is when. Um, and, and Dark Blades. Forum about oh yeah, you're Bob. looking up on Dark Blades forum. You're looking up like information about cat monsters and that kind of stuff, and bobcats mm -hmm. and lions and uh, mountain lion kind of things. And uh, it's just, just like the entry on where bobcats. It's uh -huh. just the entry on where bobcats and it says does not exist. And he's like, right, damn, okay, yeah. And as you're like, you're like, damn, it does not exist. And that's when you hear, we see a close up of a shotgun go. <laughs> And you like stop and you fall off the bike and you just hear like, hold it right there, you son of a bitch. This American Monster is a production of This American Dice. This American Monster uses the Monster of the Week system, a game published by Evil Hat Productions and by Michael Sands. Sundry Charms is Lee. Chase Welker is Carl. Darkblade69 is Alex. 
Ashton Green is David, and your Game Master is Austin Smith. Our theme song is by Patrick Ross. It's called Sinlude. Additional songs for this episode included New Town Lane, music by Ron Ernest, and lyrics by Austin Smith and Alex Ernest. Additional voice talents include Steve Arthur as Shane Meridu. An additional note includes that uh, we changed the name of the victim from Chad Barker to Chad Baker at some point midway through because we forgot that it had been Barker. And to address the wear mole or wear bunny in the room, in case it wasn't obvious, uh, both Alex and Lee are playing characters that are satirical parodies, one of a Toby Keith-esque country music type, and the other of kind of an internet troll if they were alive. So if you're wondering, man, these people, they've got some ideas that I don't like. They are satirizing those ideas with the characters. And now, for some bloops. And and over the shoulder of uh, sundry charms is the ghost of um, LeVar Burton, who's just nodding his head. Yes. <laughs> yes. Books are valuable. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then he realizes he's not dead yet and turns into regular LeVar Burton and is like, why am I here? And leaves. Uh, I don't know about you, Ashton, but it seems like a bit of a dry well. Maybe uh, we just uh, finish up here. Play a little Prisbee or Hacky Sack, just, you know, you and me, and then uh, head over to that park. Oh, my God. Ashton is freebasing meth in the parking lot. Yeah. He's outside pouring gasoline on the He's good. still at the university throwing Frisbee around. <laughs> he says, I don't want to be around these assholes. I'm going to do something more useful. Yeah. Uh, and, any more? No. no what he's, really he's, he's in the like accounting class. minutes ago. God damn it. <laughs> All right. Anyway, 10 minutes. It's just like, uh, well, and also if a monster captures me, I get an experience too. Awesome. Nice. <laughs> but and if a monster rips my shirt open and it exposes my pecs. <laughs> well, that's not the exact wording. I won't <laughs> complain. <laughs>